Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. You're listening to Simplified Speech, the Culips series, which features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, joining me for this episode is my co host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And hey, listeners. Hope you're all doing well. Great to be here. So, Cassie, today, actually, this morning, we were talking about what we should talk about on Simplified Speech for this episode. And you came up with a great idea. So, maybe I'll throw things over to you to let us hear about what our topic is for today. Okay. So, we are going to talk about remakes. I don't know exactly when this episode will come out, but when we were talking about the idea, the Little Mermaid live action remake has just been debuted like a week ago. And the Little Mermaid has been getting a lot of attention in the media. Some people are really excited about this remake, some are not. And I thought this would be a good topic to talk about, not just the Little Mermaid, but remakes in general. Yeah. And as soon as I heard your suggestion, I thought it was amazing because I was also reading about video game remakes this week, in fact. So it was kind of a coincidence that you brought this topic up. And I have been thinking about remakes as well. And so I think we'll have a lot to talk about and we'll get into our conversation, everyone, in just a moment. But of course, before we do, I need to remind you all about the study guide and transcript for this episode. And in fact, it's not just this episode. For all of our episodes, we make helpful study guides and they come with a transcript as well. And we design these to help you build your English skills. And in this study guide, we really focus on teaching you the most important parts of the episode that we believe that you need to know to build your English skills and to reach your fluency goals faster than ever. Now, to get those study guides and transcripts, you do need to become a Culips member. But as a way to say thank you for becoming a member, we're going to also throw in some nice bonuses for you like some invitations to our monthly live streams. And you'll also get access to our member only series, which is called the Fluency Files. And a very nice bonus, Cassie, I have to say, is that you also get ad free audio. So you don't have to listen to me advertise about the Culips membership if you become a Culips member. So if you're interested in becoming a member and supporting what we do here at Culips as well, please just visit our website, which is culips.com and you can sign up. Now, at the start of every episode, we also like to give a shout out to one of our listeners who has supported us with a review and a five-star rating. And this week, we'd like to give a shout out to Gada from Saudi Arabia. And Cassie, would you mind reading what Gada's review says? Sure. So Gada wrote, I just found you three days ago, and I'm very happy to know about you. Before finding you, I felt bored if I wanted to listen to improve my listening skills. It was too hard for me. But now I'm excited to listen to your conversations. I set a timer for 30-minute practice listening, and I end up listening to you for two hours. I very much enjoy your podcast, and thank you for your transcript. It helps me a lot. Wonderful review, and 
I like that, Cassie. It's like time flies when you're having fun, right? You set a goal for yourself to do 30 minutes of listening practice, but then before you know it, two hours flies by. So that is like a really big compliment, I think. I am so happy to hear that uh, we're not boring. That's very nice. We make time fly. So yeah, thank you to Gada for your support and your review and your rating on Apple Podcasts. And thank you, of course, to everybody who has been leaving those reviews and ratings on your favorite podcast apps. They really do help us spread the word about Culips and help more people improve their English with us. And with that being said, I think we should jump into our main topic for today. So Cassie, our topic is remakes remakes and like you mentioned at the top of the show there is a brand new remake of the little mermaid the classic story the little mermaid which was originally a disney animated film i guess originally it was a book right a children's book that's true yes yes and then <laughs> the book was remade into the animated movie in the early 90s and then Finally, now, just this year, in 2023, we have the live-action movie. And maybe we should talk about what a live-action movie is. What, what is the difference between an animated film and a live-action film, Cassie? An animated film is just made through artwork, animation. However, a live-action film is made completely through live actors and CGI for the the animal characters usually now have you seen this movie yet cassie the little mermaid or are you planning to i am planning to see it i have not seen it yet but i have seen several of the other somewhat recent disney remakes such as jungle book lion king aladdin you're a little bit more knowledgeable about this than I am because I haven't seen any of those remakes, unfortunately, but I have seen the originals and I'll try my best to follow along. Maybe, Cassie, you can answer more of the questions about the differences between the originals and the remakes. But let's go back to The Little Mermaid for a second because there is a lot of controversy around this film. And I think right off the bat, when I hear about a remake, I think it's going to be a little bit controversial because there are the purists. And a purist is someone who just really believes that the original is best, right? So there are maybe little mermaid purists who are like, there's no way that you can beat the original. The original animated movie is so good. It's perfect. It's a classic. And if you remake that story again, then it will maybe ruin the story a little bit or ruin the kind of nostalgia that that person has about the original animated film. So I think right off the bat, it's controversial. But this movie in particular is extra controversial. And maybe we should talk a little bit about why that is. Could you give us some details? Yeah, sure. This one is a little bit more controversial because the main actress that was hired, Halle Bailey, is extremely talented and makes a perfect mermaid, but she looks very different from the original Ariel. The original Ariel, you know, has flowing red hair, blue eyes, pale skin, and Halle Bailey is an African-American young woman. And so they look very different. And people, the purists, as you say, are like, we want her to look exactly like the animated character. And others are saying, the Little Mermaid is a fictional character and mermaids are not real. 
whichever actress best fits the role should be allowed to play it. And that's the controversy that's happening right now. Right. And so really, in my opinion, kind of a stupid controversy because it's a mermaid, right? Mermaids aren't real. Sorry to break it to everybody. At least as far as I know, ocean scientists have never discovered a mermaid. So I think, yeah, this is stupid. Like, doesn't matter the race of the person playing the role because mermaids aren't real. So I don't really understand the controversy, but some people, I think there are the purists, right, who don't want the original story changed. Also a kind of racial element with some racist people who are, you know, against having a black actress play the role, which, yeah, is extra stupid in my opinion. In fact, Cassie, I was reading today that, you know, IMDb, you're familiar with that website, right? IMDb, I believe it stands for the Internet Movie Database. And it's a place where many English speakers go if we want to find a review or a rating for a movie. I think it's owned by Amazon.com, actually. So it has an affiliation. That's what I read in the article. I just learned that today, too. And so the IMDb actually had to change their algorithm for the reviews that they receive because on this website, you can upload your own review after watching a movie. So the website shows you reviews of people who have watched the film who are not like professional critics, right? They're just like what the audience thinks generally. Well, the IMDb, they announced that for this movie, The Little Mermaid, they had to switch their algorithm because they were receiving so many negative reviews, like one star reviews, which is the lowest review that you can give on that website is a one star review. And they said that it wasn't necessarily individual users, but it was like a bot attack. So somebody went out of their way to like program some kind of bot attack to give this movie a bunch of one star reviews. And we don't know why exactly, like it might be there's like some little mermaid purist who thinks that the live action remake goes away from the original story. But it could also be about the racist element with maybe some racist people hating that a black character is so prominently displayed in the film. So yeah, I don't know exactly why that is happening. It's interesting, but it's also kind of sad, I think. It is. For me, I didn't have a problem with Halle Bailey being the main character, but from the commercials that I've seen, I'm a little horrified by how Flounder looks in the live remake. Flounder is so cute in the animation, and a real live fish is just not as cute as an animated fish, and he looks kind of creepy in the trailers that I've seen so far. I don't know why people aren't debating about the, the creepy Flounder rather than the beautiful actress we have singing for us. <sighs> Well, you know, like Finding Nemo, Nemo's an animated fish that's cute. So maybe they could do it like well in some areas. But yeah, I haven't seen anything about this movie other than the poster. So I can't really comment, but I'll have to check that out and get back to you, Cassie. I'm sorry to hear about Flounder. He might give you nightmares. You know, Cassie, I was thinking about this issue today and... I realized something a little bit strange. Like, I want to know your opinion about this. And maybe my opinion, my feeling is wrong and I need to check it. I'm not sure. But for a fictional movie like The Little Mermaid, I don't really care if they change the race or the place. You know, if they want to change some elements to remix and 
retell the story and especially an old story if they want to update it for a modern audience because a movie that's 30 plus years old, something that we love from our childhood, but if we were to show it to kids today, maybe they would say, oh, it's old fashioned. They don't want to watch it, right? So it could be like a way to connect with children these days too, right? To share our stories with them is by remaking a movie. But for remakes that are fictional, I don't care. Change the characters, change the place, change the setting a little bit, tweak it, make it relevant for today. That's cool. But if it's a historical story, you know, if it's not fictional, but it's like a real story, then that kind of makes me wonder like, hmm, should we be tweaking the characters? Should we be tweaking the languages? This especially drives me crazy if it's like a story that takes place you know, maybe in Spain or Japan or China and the characters are speaking English. I hate this. Like it almost makes me want to not watch the movie. I'm like, why are they speaking English in Japan? Like they should be speaking Japanese, you know? So that kind of thing really drives me up the wall a little bit. What are your feelings about that if it's not a fictional story, but a non-fictional story? Honestly, even for fictional stories, I think it depends on the context because there was actually a controversy a few years ago for Ghost in the Shell, which is a, I mean, I don't know much about Ghost in the Shell, but I believe it started as some sort of Japanese sci-fi franchise or comic. Yeah, I think it's an anime originally anime yeah and that one the main character in the live action remake was played by scarlett johansson and that caused a bit of an uproar as well but in the reverse instead of a white character being replaced by a person of color it was an asian character being replaced by a white character and it got the same hate not quite as much hate as this one but a lot of hate so i don't know i think it's hard the world we live in like there's so many different cultures that we're all blending together and you know as we progress into the 21st century we are trying to be more diverse in our roles but because of that you're gonna run into conflicts in whatever scenario you do so in my case i like to watch films and entertainment for that entertainment value and i'm not really angry whoever plays the character that's not really my style but i understand people who do get angered by that because they want to be represented correctly or you don't want your culture to be changed so if you have an original that you feel like a deep connection to and then the character is changed into something that is not what you expected. I, I can understand that, but we all have to kind of step back and also realize, as you said, these characters are fictional and we should try to take it at face value and just know we're here to enjoy it and have fun no matter who's playing the lead. I can't ever imagine personally getting that upset over a fictional series like there's no movie that I love so much that if they remade it that I would be upset enough to even leave a review on the internet let alone you know get angry and it's not like the original is suddenly gone right it's like the original still exists like you can always go back and watch that Kazi what do you think like 
As you mentioned a little earlier, there are so many Disney remakes these days. Like they have been kind of going into the archive and selecting those films that are maybe now around the 30-year-old mark, but that were really successful in the 80s and 90s, and they've been remaking them. And it's not just Disney. There are other movie production companies doing this as well. Like we've seen, you know, all of the comic book characters being remade from comic books into their own movies as well and yeah as i mentioned also video games there's a lot of old classic video games that are getting remakes these days do you think that this is just a money grab are the production studios just doing this to make money or is there something else motivating them to make all these remakes yeah, honestly, I kind of think it, it is a money grab. I don't know if this is true, but I heard the reason why they're making all of these remakes is because of copyright issues. Like the copyright contracts for those films were coming to a close. So for Disney to keep full rights of those films, they had to produce something new that use those same characters. Again, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I've read. And it makes a lot of sense to me if that was the case, why they're making all of these remakes. I also think that they realized how much of a hit it was for our generation or the generation before us. And our kids are now growing up and they think, ah, who do kids watch movies with? Their parents. Us, this generation, yes. So if you make a remake of a movie that your parents loved, maybe it'll sell more movie tickets because your parents can go back and watch the characters they loved in the past, and now the kids can fall in love with them too. They got to milk those franchises for every penny, I suppose, but it does make a lot of sense from a business perspective, in my opinion. Like I'm sure in those board meetings that they had, they were like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do it. Let's remake these movies. And yeah, I think it has been financially successful for them as well. I was talking about video games earlier, and I think video games are a little bit different because you know a lot of the games from my childhood that I grew up with, when you try to play them now, they're still good from a nostalgia perspective, but like the graphics are outdated. Often it's hard to play them because the video game machines themselves are kind of outdated and don't work very well, or sometimes are just slow or chunky, or sometimes it's even hard to hook them up to your TV these days because the technology has changed so much. So to update a video game and to remake it with new graphics, and for a modern video game console, that is really exciting to me. I'm all for that. And often in that situation too, they just remake the game or maybe they add some like bonus levels at the end or something, but they're not changing the story. They're not changing the character. It's like the same game, just modern. So I love that. And there's been a slew of announcements about video game remakes. Although I played games when I was younger a lot, I haven't played any for a long time. But one game that I heard is getting remade is Metal Gear Solid, which was a favorite of mine when I was younger. So I thought, hmm, maybe I'll have to go and buy a PlayStation so I can play the new Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, I think the cool thing about video games is they don't really feel like remakes because even though you use the same characters, you have 
slightly different storylines and you can take the nostalgic parts and meld them really well with the more modern parts. For example, the Super Mario World with the Yoshi characters and Princess Peach and Daisy, they're timeless. Pokemon is another one that's timeless. Whole new island, whole new adventure, same style, fighting Pokemon. What's another one? Zelda. Talking about milking a franchise. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo is good at that as well. Agreed. So good. Almost no one has bad reviews about them. I mean, you'll get like, oh, I like this better in the old version, but people still play it. Yeah, absolutely. It's always exciting when your favorite franchise comes out with a new version. Speaking of Zelda, there's a brand new Zelda game out as well. And some of my friends back home in Canada have been playing it. And it's made me, again, want to go out and buy a Nintendo just so I can play the new Zelda. So I don't know. I'll see if I can find the time to do that. But yeah, it's exciting to have things that we grew up with that are nostalgic, remade. And yeah, it's nice that in a way that the companies don't let these stories die, right? That they're continuing on. But also I can see the other side of the coin where it's like maybe some new stories and some creativity could go a long way in the future as well. Yeah, or, you know, taking a fusion of the young and old. Some of my favorite works of entertainment in the past few years were in a movie, Wreck-It Ralph. I mean, even this is several years old now, but Wreck-It Ralph took all of the best video games and arcade games from the 80s and 90s and put them into a film where Wreck-It Ralph is like an 80s arcade game character and then he becomes best friends with Vanellope who is you know early 2000s arcade game character and the way that they meld and coexist with uh, Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and all the other modern characters was so fun to watch. Sounds right up my alley. I'm surprised that I haven't heard of it, but I'll have to check that out. Wreck-It Ralph. All right. Yeah. And then also Ready Player One was a really famous book and movie. I think that takes, you know, nostalgic pieces from the past and then really livens them up with a whole new setting and idea. I'll leave on this note, Cassie, because I'm sure we could go on and on and on about this topic. But... The trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was just released, which I think is being produced or created by Seth Rogen, the comedian. And I didn't watch the trailer because I was worried. So maybe I'm contradicting myself now because, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a big part of my childhood. I even have photos of me dressing up as a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle for Halloween. So I loved it when I was a kid. I loved the video game. I loved the cartoon. I loved the live action movie as well. But now they're remaking it. And I didn't watch the trailer because I thought, what if it's bad? Maybe it'll kind of spoil the franchise and my nostalgia for me. So yeah, I guess maybe I am a little bit more passionate about this topic than I originally stated now that I think of it. It depends on which character it is. Yeah. And, you know, Seth Rogen in general is a pretty funny guy. So I'm going to put my faith in him that he's true to the original. Well, everyone, that is going to bring us to the end of our conversation in this regular 
version of the episode, but Cassie and I are gonna keep things going for just a little while longer in the ad-free version that we give to our Qlips members. So we'll leave things here for now. I want to say thank you for tuning in and studying English with us today. Of course, this episode was made free for everyone to listen to because of our awesome member community who supports us and allows us to keep making English lessons each and every week. If you're not already a member, consider joining to gain access to our helpful study guides and transcripts, fun bonuses, and to support the work we do at Qlips. You can also support us by following us on Instagram or YouTube, telling your friends who are learning English to check Qlips out, or by leaving us a five-star rating and a positive review on your favorite podcast app. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. See ya.